this is your pathway to pro. Christopher Turner, um, just kind of give a, you know, from my perspective, brief and authentic um, introduction. I mean, I remember um, meeting uh, Chris and I seen him on LinkedIn and, um, you know, we had some talks and we was engaging about, you know, he had his visions on, you know, in, engaging in, and being able to be a part of this institution, Southern U, and, and from a lab school perspective. Um, and as you don't know, it's a high school. So it's like really cool to be able to see this pipeline of talent. And that's what really stuck, you know. There are not that many, probably very little uh, entities that have this full ecosystem that's going from high school to that of college. And I think it's beautiful. I think it's a really good opportunity to help a student say, hey, I am here, I'm in high school, I'm young, and I already know that I have a trajectory because I know that the individuals who are actively engaging with me, they wanna see me throughout the whole process from high school to college. And I think, you know, if every high school had a pipeline like that around the world, it will make education and the ability for individuals to select what they're supremely passionate in, um, I think it'll be a, a, a higher percentage, a higher success rate. And it's cool to be able to see that. So when I talked to Chris, it was instant that he had a passion for youth and he had a passion for esports and he understood how powerful esports could be in developing um, that of individuals in the gaming and the esports industry. And so we've just been talking and I've seen his progress on LinkedIn. Um, from that of just being able to have idea to curating rings to painting. Look at the building. Look at this, look at this building that you're seeing right now. So just seeing all of this come together, um, it reminds you know everybody that you just you can't. Rome is not built in a day. It takes time. It takes energy. And hell, if you don't have you know all the resources, you still got to figure out a way, right? Which makes you very very resourceful so in that stated i really want to be able to provide chris the opportunity to give himself a introduction uh to that of the individuals that are out there chris thank you so much for being able to be a participant on this podcast uh, thank you for having me man it's, it's an awesome production like always man I'm, I'm very proud of you and what you what you built um but a little bit about myself i'm, I'm originally from baton Rouge, louisiana uh down south um born bred here um, Southern University Laboratory School is located in Baton Rouge on the campus of Southern University. Uh, it's the only HBCU uh, in the country that has a system uh, with multiple campuses. So proud to be a part of that uh, historical landmark and, and institution. Um, you know, I started out my God-given talent. I'm, a, I'm a, actually a visual artist and graphic designer. A lot of people in the esports arena that I've met, I don't think really, really knows that about myself. Um, got into a uh, small business, <clears throat> worked my way up, uh, started my own art company with, with my wife and I, um, a bunch of business endeavors in between. I think Danny can relate on that standpoint. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> got into, uh, got into gaming, man, uh, probably maybe five or six years ago. Cause I, 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 it was a long stint in my life where I didn't game at all. I think like it was it was a big gap like from like PlayStation Two to PlayStation Four. Okay. And so uh, you know when I when I enter into uh, the previous high school I was at, the kids got me to buy a PS4, got into it, started a gaming club there, had aspirations to do what I'm doing now at the lab school at, at that particular school. It didn't happen. 
uh, got here, it was just right place, right timing. Um, you know, we're a small school. We only have 350 kids. And, um, you know, my, my director, Herman Bruster, uh, just has a, a great sense of, okay, if, if this is going to be your thing, let me get out the way and, and, and let you do your thing. As long as you don't put, you know, the brand of the kids in jeopardy, <clears throat> you're good to go. And uh, with him giving me that freedom, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish what I've accomplished today. That's awesome to be able to hear. So let's go in this same cycle wise, right? The, the object of this podcast is to talk about why is grassroots esports so important? Why is it important to start from a core and, you know, talk about, you know, your first thought process. How did you get introduced to that of gaming and esports? Um, like I said, it was it was my students and yeah. my, my daughters. Um, my daughters are 14 and 15. And so, you know, I was buying the Wii and the Wii U's and, you know, playing at home. And I always, I always was a gamer uh, coming up. So it wasn't uh, foreign territory to me. Yeah. And so uh, <clears throat> once, the, once my students got me involved and, you know, I started looking at, you know, small tournaments around, you know, talking about grassroots. I started seeing, like, tournaments around town. Um, was really involved on college campuses at one point. I used to be a promoter. I did concerts, like, like in my 20s. I'm 36 now, but, you know, just seeing the culture evolve, you know, constantly, like fast, you know, yeah. you, you started looking at, you know, events like DreamHack and, you know, you, you're seeing all this movement and I'm like, man, you know, from, from an African-American standpoint, I didn't, I didn't see it at that height. And so I started going around like different communities. Um, actually, I mean, that's, that's how, how we met, um, yeah. you know, I, I took, uh, Mr. Brister up to Dallas mm-hmm. to uh, teachers to K through 12 conference for esports, just trying to figure out the scope because Baton Rouge is a is a unique place, where we're 80 83 miles away from New Orleans, um, six hours away from Dallas, four hours away from Houston, um, and and just that capital city in Louisiana that's that's kind of conservative, and so you know football and basketball is king here, and yeah. and, and uh, I just wanted to transform that. I don't have the infrastructure that that uh, uh, Arlington or Dallas has, and so um, I think that's what really captivated me and kind of got me in the ring of where I wanted to kind of make a move on this thing, man. Because I, after doing my research, I realized what the impact was. Yes, for sure. And you know, when you think about it right now, what was one of those? What was some of those resources that you used to find? You know, for the individuals that are out there, they're like, you know. Uh, based off of Chris speaking, I may find that my geographic location is in the same, um, in, you know, same situation or the same in the same uh, stage of uh, growth of esports. What were some of those resources that you used to find those local tournaments? Is there any um, platforms that you may can speak of uh, off the top of your head that you may have seen? Like, okay, I see this tournament at this bar, or I seen this tournament at this, you know, whomever place or on campus. What were some of those resources that you used? I, mean, I, th- I think for sure, you know, internet is king. You know, uh, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn is my best friend, mm-hmm. you know, in the world. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, even even going to like, you know, the, the, the college uh, uh, places where like the union where you yes. have boards and, and they're sticking the flyers up, man. And, you know, just that full grassroots movement, I think, you know, needs to happen. You know, even even, you know, I'm getting questions now about you know Southern University's team, and I'm like I'm focused on building that community first. I'm not really you know hey let me formulate a team just to say we have a team. I, yes. I think 
community is really important. I think, you know, if if I would have did a different, if I, if I would have did something different here at the lab school, I would have focused on community a lot more mm -hmm. before, you know, going into a full team mode. But I, I lucked up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so what does community mean to you? You know, does that mean you know engaging with parents? Does that mean you know actively going out and going to these schools and just talking and speaking engagements, just giving information about esports? What does community mean to you? That's a great question. Um, that's that, I think you summed it up. You know, if like like I said, if I would have did things different here, uh, I would have had a parent against parent night. You know, I would have did coworkers. I would have did administration. I would have had parents and kids to come in because uh, one thing, you know, we're all African-American uh, institutions, so we're 100% African-American here. And so what I find is it's a gap between the kids and the parents as far as what's esports, what's the benefits. And so I think putting them in a room and having that, you know, that land type of field and, and getting them engaged and they see, hey, it's not just a game, you know, uh, to go back to your first question, what is community? You know, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, what quote unquote, you know, what we consider nerds yeah. uh, <laughs> playing with playing <laughs> with football players. Yes, for sure. Uh, and they're, they're conversating and they're, they haven't said two words before to each other. Yeah. But all through a game, you know, they're able to kind of communicate and find like interests, you know, and, and start relationships. And that's that's the good thing about it. You know, uh, a kid that's an introvert that really doesn't, you know, um, you know, speak out or, you know, stays in their shell, that kid is now talking and engaging with people and networking. And so you, you see a constant growth yeah. in the individual. And that's, man, that's worth all the work I've put in this. Exactly. And I, I definitely feel you to, you know, to add on to the top of that, you know, when, you know, most parents, a lot of parents, I won't say most, a lot of parents just don't know, um, they can't put it together while their son or daughter is playing games and the benefit that can come from it outside of all the negative press that comes with it. I mean, yesterday, just yesterday, uh, we had a parent come in with their kids and they didn't come in for esports. They came in for another event, um, uh, particularly a birthday party, and they didn't recognize this space was a gaming space. And so they just wanted to rent out one of the rooms for a birthday. And the father was looking around at all the game elements that's here. And he was just like, I cannot believe I'm seeing this right now uh, because I am literally on my kid every single day. He's 16 about playing Fortnite all day. You know, he gives that, you know, that normal uh, explanation of him spending over $300 on V-Bucks. And, you know, you hear it all the time from parents. And, you know, his perspective was just like, man, my son is addicted. And I, and I, and I had to like... <laughs> change the, the thought process on the word addicted because a word addicted seems more of a, a negative term and you know it you, when you think of addicted it's engaged it's uh, it's mm -hmm. active and you know when you think about learning someone who wants to learn um or loves learning they're going to spend time and they're going to continuously do it and so when he was able to see like the banners of education and management and marketing he was just like Oh, snap, this is actual tangible things that my son is actually learning. So he had set back for a little bit and like, whoa, I am not doing a better job of teaching my son what he's doing right now and supporting. And that was a keen connection. And as soon as he left, he understood. And that's not, you know, it's not the parents fault. 
It's actually, you know, ours, me, you, you know, the individuals who, you know, love this and to give that information out, to be able to say, hey, because it's not hard. Some, a parent is not going to just be, you know, always mad at you. If you're trying to explain to them about the benefits, they're not going to just be, they're going to be like, oh, I didn't think about it like that, right? It's an mm -hmm. easy flip. And when you are in the community, you can be able to say, hey, you may not have heard this information, so let me lay it out to you. And here's the things that you should look at from a negative perspective, and this is how you avoid it. And here's the benefits that can come from understanding all of the career opportunities and all of the skill sets are to develop while this individual is playing the game with friends, with individuals that he may not know and how he can establish those. So what you're explaining right now from a community perspective is so important. And when you have parent buy-in, you it's have, over. it's over. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's over, you know, it's over. And so I think once people see this, they understand, they need to understand that, you know, this is not an element to where it's like, hey, son, hey, daughter, or hey, student, you know, it's really important to engage with the parents and let them know of the benefits. So with that stated, do you have any experiences that you've had, you know, with a parent where it's pretty inspirational for you that you can share with anybody else that's out there? Yeah, you know, it's, it's um, you know, and everybody, by, by now, if you follow me, everybody knows who Troy Murphy is. Mm-hmm. But just like just like last night, and, and Charles Charles in the ninth grade, he actually won a a championship through a high school esports league last year, right? And just last year, I mean, just last night, his his mother reached out and was like, "Look, coach, like, you know, is he really good at this game? What games are you know what 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 do you see?" And you know, it's it's an opportunity, you know, when you have parent buy-in to pretty much, you know. Um, have that personal relationship with the family and have those discussions like what what games should you be focusing on yeah what colleges offer different scholarships for, for titles and it opens that whole conversation up like you know um right now he's in ninth grade and i don't you know it might change but he's saying that he, he wants to be an engineer perfect yeah that's that's within the esports ecosystem let's let's just make sure that you capitalize your game playing, your, your talent on the game to get you to point B. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll revisit. <clears throat> but, you know, having those conversations with the parents, like, hey, you know, let's get on the stream once or twice a, a week. You know, uh, make sure he stays on his grades. You know, pick this game up. Run, run, run these strategies and just have a full conversation about branding and yes. managing your own platforms. And, you know, because that's from 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 the esports side of things you know they're still looking at numbers <clears throat> excuse me but at the same time you have to have something to show yeah and then with the with the ncaa new rule you know as far as photo likeness you know I'm, i've been saying this for the last six months yeah. during COVID. i think i told you yeah like we had an opportunity to have a kid do a signing day in esports and sign to a college and sign a hyper edge deal or dell or anybody the same day. Yes. How crazy. Exactly. That's really crazy, but it's our time, right? This yeah. is the time yeah. for it to be able to happen. And, you know, you know, now that you, you know, you have the communities, you know, that now that you are, are seeing the importance of the community and being actively engaged with parents, you know, you spoke on approval, getting that approval. Speak about, you know, how did you know to go to this specific individual for approval? 
So therefore, someone out there that's like, I am part of the school or this organization and I want the support. Who do I turn to? Right. I, there's been podcasts where we talk to admins, mayors, you know, who, who did you know, what's your story? Who did you turn to um, and what was that approval process like? So I have to go back to um, my director again, Mr. Brister. Um, you know, it was it was weird for me because I, I left a school, Danny, that that probably had fifteen hundred kids. And so by by me being an art teacher, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm coming in thinking art, art, art. I'm gonna develop a great program. I had I already had the track record, and then I realized, okay, we're 350 kids, pre-K to 12. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a talent pool that I had, so yeah. it's not gonna be a big art program, but it's gonna be sustainable. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. What else can I do to engage with the kids? That was my question to myself. Yeah. And so um, that's what started the research. Started the research, uh, not this summer past, but but the summer before. So two 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 years ago. And so um, you know, I was up here kind of prepping my room over the summer. Um, Mr. Brister and I, we had worked together before. And 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 a fun fact, he's actually a gamer. So it was okay. kind of easy. Yeah. To kind of he got it. He understood it. Yeah, he, he understood it. He didn't. He didn't understand esports, okay. but he, he understood gaming. Okay, perfect. He was like, "Okay, you want to start a gaming club?" I was like, "No, I, I, I just don't want a gaming club. I, we need to focus on like having an esports program." And so uh, that's that's when you saw us in Arlington. And, yes. Uh, and I think when he when he walked into the stadium, he got it. He got when, it. <laughs> when, he, when he saw the stage, saw the production, you know, we talked talked to you and a few others. Yes. You know, I think. I think he, he processed everything that night and then we got back in the truck, you know, we got a six hour drive. <laughs> and maybe thirty minutes in, he was like, I get it. I get he it. Like, yeah, he's like, I think we should do this, man. It's like, fine. I'll say, Well, you know, you know, we're probably gonna be the only school that's gonna approach approach it from an aggressive side side. Yeah. And he was like, I'm fine with that, you know, and you know, it's funny, you know, a couple months in we're sitting in his office and I looked at him. I'm like, man, we're in the we're we're in the ocean, floating. Yeah. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> For sure, right? <laughs> I was like, you know, but it was exciting because you yeah. know we had started engaging kids and parents. You know, we had some interest. Uh, I, at that point, this room wasn't even an idea. Um, and then you know, just seeing you and others engage the, the community and youth, yeah. you know, with a space. I'm like. Well, we don't have that much space, but you know, this is probably the biggest room we have on campus. Yeah, you know, so it's 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 a community space. It's a, it's a space that we can kind of interact. But you know, the approval process was real easy for me. You know, yes. um, and even using this platform to engage on the university side, and for the president of the university to say, okay, Chris, you're the guy. You know, we're gonna we're gonna run, and let's see how this how this how this runs, and you know, all through. All through the pipeline of, of, of Mr. Brewster being there to kind of yeah. usher me to that seat. So, um, this man, it's, it's it's been terrific, man. I I really didn't have any hiccups. You know, I've, I've heard stories across the nation. You know, um, you know, <laughs> from the standpoint of like first-person shooters, we had we hadn't had a team yet, but you know, we're willing to jump off of that ledge as long as we have parent permission. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I, I just can't see turning a kid down in that area when you have 100 plus, 200 plus colleges 
that offer scholarships for that for that developer. So yes. I'm like, you know, it, it just makes sense to to kind of support them full hardly and give them all the support that they need. Perfect. So building the esports program is not all sugary cookies and lollipops, and you know everybody doesn't have the resources to you know be on the top of the charts. You know, and, you know, from your perspective, as we've talked before, you know, resources is, you know, it's a big thing, right? Um, how did you navigate, you know, starting the, once you got the approval, navigating how to even, all right, if the reality is set in, we don't have as much resources, how do we make it work? What is your perspective on that? Because I can guarantee you there are so many individuals that are in this position right now trying to uh, make diamonds out of uh, dimes. And I think mm -hmm. at this instance right now, you know, everybody has to go through it, you know, you know, no matter what, how many resources, if you get a lot of resources, you got to prove a lot, right? If you get little, you get to prove what you did with the minimal resources and, <laughs> uh, and with that you got, you know? So talk about where you're at in that trajectory and how you've been able to be supremely resourceful for what, what you do have. Um, you know, you, you, you're talking to a guy, you know, I, man, when, we, when we started the club, the actual club, um, I had a roll, like a TV on road, like a roller, like pushed around the school, right? <laughs> yeah. I brought my, my own PlayStation so the kids can play. Um, and we started having like these community nights with, with just one PlayStation, right? Uh, from there, uh, and, and mind you, I didn't have a budget. It was, it was no budget in place. From there, I got a small grant from Chevron for five hundred dollars. I went and bought another PlayStation. How, hold on, hold on. Let's start. Let's go. Let's start right there. Okay. Like, All how right. how did you know to go to a Chevron or any local businesses? Like, what was that pitch like? You know, to say, hey, this is what we have. You know, help us, support us. This is the benefit. Oh. How, how did that process? Yeah. So it was an online grant. Um, and kind of filled out, I had to fill out like the vision that we had, you know, what are we going to do with the funds and, and got approved for it. It was that Perfect. simple. I, I remember, I remember I was in a pep rally here in the gym and I got the email and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, whoa. I was like, here we go. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, that was, that was, that was a, a, a used switch and a used PS4 and a couple of controllers. Yeah. And so, so now I'm looking for another TV on rollers, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> So we, you know, we we start there. Uh, the PTO saw the vision. They they pitched in another, you know, five hundred dollars because all my kids have fees, man. Yes. And so I gotta I gotta cover fees that you know some kids might be shy and, and come to me late late day and say, hey, you know, I really want to sign up. This is the deadline, but I, I can't afford it. Exactly. And so I wanna I wanna be able to cover those kids too. So we, we got that. We did a couple of more fundraisers. You know, I'm in South Louisiana, so we did a crawfish ball that was a couple more thousand yes. and so uh the final straw was a, a rotary grant uh and 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 mind you go around your community yes. um we're we're we, we were man we were knocking on so many doors you know like ibm exxon we have a tech um uh non-profit here yeah and so we're sitting there we're talking about our needs and wants sorry i'm, I'm at school people <laughs> uh, needs and wants and, and we're trying to figure out, you know, where we can get resources. So the vice president of that organization said, hey, you need to go fill out for the road, for the Baton Rouge Rotary Grant. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. 
So we go, we go fill out for that grant. Uh, at the time, um, uh, our, advan our advancement and development uh, yeah. director filled out for the grant. We got, we received that grant. That was ten thousand dollars. Now, mind you, the school that we're in is probably the oldest facility on Southern's campus as far as education building. Yeah. <clears throat> so a lot of that money went into renovating the room. Perfect. So you know, like the the the, the signage you see behind me, mm -hmm. new floor. You know, to, to make it look presentable. Perfect. So after, after that, um, you know, the, the, the business side of, 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 of me came out. I created a slide deck. Uh, it's explaining who we are. Yes. What our needs are. Um, what kind of reach we have as a school, as a whole. Um, what can we provide uh, for equipment? Yes. And, and wasn't this slide deck wasn't about money. It was about exchange. Yes. About partnership. Mm -hmm. And so from there, um, you know, this chair I'm sitting in, it's a Vertigear chair. So Vertigear is our, our chair sponsor. We're the only high school on their roster. Perfect. As far as, as, far as partners. Um, Rick headsets, shout out to uh, Corey. Yes. Roseman. Uh, he, he, he laced us with all, all the headphones that we would ever need. Um, so what you're it. saying, it's possible, right? Oh, it it's, is, possible. it's possible to go out there. It's possible, and from the standpoint of we're a small institution, like I said, we're only 350. Imagine if, a, if, if, a, if like a, a school in the Soto, uh, mm -hmm. Arlington, uh, uh, anywhere in that area that's like, you know, maybe two, 3,000 students. Exactly. And you have a bigger reach than me, you could pull off something bigger than what I've created. Yes, Easy. for sure. You know, I think that's uh, pretty impactful to be able to see, you know. And I see the questions in LinkedIn. You know, one of those questions for John is like, you know, what is the experience? Like, he, you know, like he, you spoke on the experience of garnering sponsorships. But most importantly, you know, like, where do you see the program going in the next, you know, five years? What is the ultimate vision that you see? And, and you know you have to have the patent. The number one is you have to have the passion for the students, you know? You know, because even yeah. times when it's like, whoa, how are we going to make this happen? That overall, you know, feeling of, man, this is important for students. This is why we're doing it, you know? So how do you see that ecosystem building out in the next five years? Um, next five years, man, I see, you know, uh, Mr. Bristol and I, we've already talked about it from like elementary to middle school. We want to see some form of like robotics or coding because mm -hmm. uh, it's about building that pipeline. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm really strong and my main focus on is on that pre-K to PhD, like nonstop support, you yes. know, so uh, on that side, that's what we want to accomplish. Um, and, and that's, that's a goal that he has uh, for, for the laboratory school and our support. Uh, so we're going to try to make that happen. Um, I have a gaming concept class that I teach every day. So we go over nutrition, sleep habits, toxic behavior, uh, wrist exercises, back exercises, you know, um, food chart. And it's certified by Microsoft. And so uh, That's perfect. I, started, you know, I started that class this, this year. Um, you know, we started middle school. Our middle, I, I actually have a middle school team that's competing now. Uh, high school is already competing and engaging and practicing with each other. Um, on the southern side of things, like I said, I want to build co the community first. Yes. Uh, hopefully by the fall, that community is built. And we'll start adding official teams. Uh, and that's that's where it becomes full circle. Yes. Uh, like I have a computer science kid coming over today 
to kind of get with some of my kids to show them some things as far as uh, computers. And so like, you know, going over to the nursing center and, and pulling student workers over um, and building a space like this on Southern's campus, Southern Law reached out uh, a few days ago. They, they, they've started working on uh, eSports Law. Mm-hmm. And so just pulling all the resources on campus and, um, you know, I'm a part of Voltron. I can't, I can't make it connect, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wouldn't, I would like to see an esports track at Southern University as far as a degree standpoint. That's perfect. And so, um, that's, that's what I would like to see to, to kind of recap the whole ecosystem. Like you can walk out of here and be on the track and, yes. and walk away with skill sets. Perfect. That's great to be able to hear that. So now here's another reality, you know, behavioral issues. Do you see esports, particularly in your geographic location, helping when it comes down to a student that may find themselves just lost in the sauce and engaging with instructors and students, or I mean, instructors or teachers is just not their forte and it can be a, a um, hindrance on the learning for that of students, other students. Do you see esports? Have you been able to have those experiences where esports has provided, you know, a student that you may deem that man, like I know you having it hard. Have you had those experiences where it's kind of changed their thought process and you've seen a growth in their mind, in their activity, in their support, and their engagement? Has have you gotten to that point where you've experienced that? And if so, share. Um, I think it's here. I, I haven't ran across a behavior issue. Um, we're really blessed to have a good group of kids. Perfect. Uh, I, but I think from like a financial standpoint, uh, it's really going to help because I know, you know, just think about like the, the new councils are coming out. So you're talking to between $300, $500, right? Mm-hmm. Every family can't afford that. Nope. So it's, it's, I put that on my back. So okay. if, you have, if you have a kid that's, that's, that's showing interest, it's my job to make sure this room is laced for everybody that can't, yeah. you know, have that accessibility. You know, like uh, our school, we don't have any transportation, bus transportation. Yeah. Everybody that's here is carpool. Yeah. So, you know, if your mom is getting off at five o'clock and you have a match at four, how are you gonna get home mm-hmm. to even play a match? You know, or, or even having, you know, resources as far as, you know, like mentors, you know, and you and I, we talk, talk a lot, you know, just building great relationships to have resources to coaches and professional players to help my kids. Yes. Because I can't I can't know any every game. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have time. And so, <clears throat> you know, just having that that structure and that foundation around the kid to make the kid better. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. That's you know, I know people probably see my post on LinkedIn and, and think, you know, uh <laughs> that, that that I'm showing off. But it's it's the transparency piece. It's the transparency piece. I think yeah. that is the biggest element. It's more of like two. It's transparency, and if you don't show, you don't get support, right? Like you, if you're quiet, you nobody gonna know who you are. They're not gonna be trying to engage. And ultimately, mm. at this point, you ha- it's it takes you other elements where you're like, dang, but I got to, you know, like you know, yeah. like, uh, and I think that's the biggest element. And so some individuals can see it as it, but at the end of the day, it really speaks on your heart, and you're trying to get it out there. And you know, when I see it from your, it reminds me of so much of what we've done from a building up. So I'm looking at it, I'm like, whoa, he's doing it, he's doing it right, yeah. you know, and like it's it's like it resonates so deeply 
So ultimately, you know, I want to support even more because I know that you feel the same way, you know, that thousands of individuals out here feel when they're growing these grassroots esports ecosystems and they're trying to get to that point where it's a sustainable, it's a cycle, right? And mm -hmm. it takes time, right? And you yeah. know that if you're really truly building this sustainable system, you know you're not in it for the ultimate pay. You're not in it for just like, I'm going to be the millionaire tomorrow. You are yeah. in it with the perspective of like, this is going to take some time, but we want to do it right. We want to be transparent. We want to have uh, active engaged with the community. And that is what's going to, it's a marathon. It's definitely a marathon it, it, when it comes down to it. For sure. Yeah, I didn't know that at first. And, and that's good advice. Um, because you can get, you can have a time period in your mind and you get frustrated. Yeah. Um, and you don't get there on time because we didn't know COVID was going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm in education. Education from a business standpoint and education is two different speeds. <laughs> it's two different speeds. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, we, you know, I still feel blessed and, 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 and looking forward to, to the next five years, like you said. Perfect. So how did you find your genres? Like, you know, you, you're in the school, you're starting a program, students are engaged. What genres did you just say, all right, this is what I want to start with first? And it, does any of those genres speak directly to the pipeline that, you know, Southern U um, or any other collegiate uh, schools they want to go forward with? Do you have a specific genre that you want to start based off of the information that's been provided? And then do you have some more core direction that you want to say, hey, Think about these particular games. You may have a better opportunity to be successful. Yeah, I definitely want to meet my kids where they are. So uh, 2K is, is a, is a go-to game for me uh, to meet them, yes. you know, where they are. Madden, uh, Call of Duty. Uh, I think those three titles right there, especially in the African-American community, is like the go-to games. Yes. Uh, it's the games that are not as uh, publicized as much. Yeah. I think they're on the bottom of the pole as far as esports. Yes. Um, but, you know, culturally, that's what we play. Yes. Uh, so once I reel them in, I introduce them, I introduce them to Smash Brothers, mm -hmm. uh, Rocket League. Yes. Um, what else, man? It's, Le it's, you, it's have lead? you have any lead? You have any lead? I don't have any lead. But I want, I, man, I want, I want one so yes. bad. Like, <laughs> I, I would, I would uh, Rainbow Six Siege because okay. I, I play it a lot. Um, you know, but I would love to, you know, I tell people all the time, would love to pull off all African-American girl Rocket League team or yes. Rainbow Six Siege team because you just don't see that. You, don't you know, see the, it, yeah. the big big conversation now is diversity and inclusion. And, and I mean, I think we're in the perfect place yeah. where we can make that happen. And I think when we push forward on the, on the Southern University side of things, I think it's going to happen and it's yeah. going to influence, it's going to trickle down the pipeline. Perfect. You know, um, and and that's that's what I see happening, man. I think it's just a matter of time, and it's all about uh, uh, you know exposure. Yes, for sure. It definitely you know? right. It's definitely about having that visibility that's out there, and you know, you know, when you're able to showcase you know your work and what you're doing, you get more support. And so let's speak on right now. You know, you spoke on some partners that you have. You know, is there any potential partners that you want to engage with in, in the future, in the coming months, weeks, in the next five years? Are there some objectives that you have to reach in order to hit those partners that can really be able to be a forefront for your program? 
I, I think on the, I think on the big side of things, it's, it's some things that I can't speak about that are yeah. in the works. Yeah. Um, but I think I think one of the major factors is is, is getting getting the university side of things on board. Yeah. Uh, I think from the high school standpoint, um, I would love to have like a um, like a partner to come in and do like production and, and lighting. Yes. Uh, and do do I mean it's it's crazy that you you've done it, but you've done it already. Where you know we're able to bring in you know partners to teach the kids production, yes. lighting effects, uh, you know uh, you know uh, shout casting, yes, and and that whole small ecosystem of things that happens within uh, esports uh, production. So for sure, um, I think that's the next step for this room to add some type of production element. Yeah, I, I um, think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I you're right on point. Like to, yeah. to, from the perspective, like what we're seeing, we're seeing you know education being very critical, and we also seeing production being you mm -hmm. know from a business perspective on us. That's one of you know our fastest growing verticals in our company, mm -hmm. and it's like you know our students who are participating in these. And it's like a cycle. It's like the more uh, jobs, gigs come about you know, the more opportunities the, does these, you know, the individuals on our staff get a chance to build up their portfolios. And right, and we're even at the point where now we, we just build out another production room just to adhere to the amount of jobs wow. that are going on. So in this instance, it showcased the value of production. So you implementing production inside of that facility, you know, that's ATEM boards, that's broadcasters, that's moderators, that's shoutcasters, that's producers, right? You know, there's mm -hmm. all of that talent pool that's right there that can help you put together. And when you put together a production, that's more, you know, uh, you know, more uh, insight, more viewers that can be able to see what's going on in your mm -hmm. facility and therefore you can actively engage with the schools. So I think the probably the most important right now is the production element that you can add into that space right now. And it doesn't have to be massive, right? It just no. it can be it doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have to be crazy experience uh, expensive. You just can be able to show the output with the lights as you said, with the uh, proper equipment and ultimately teach the students how to run that. And you mm -hmm. and it'll be a, it, you'll see it and be like, "Wow, this is pretty interesting to be able to see." Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I, I truly believe that. And so, I, you know, um, we talked about it. I think that's phase two. Uh, I just don't know what the timeline is going to be, but I would love to have it before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, Tyler said, Tyler said, partner with the drama department. Uh, so possibly yeah, they may have, yeah. you know, that may yeah. be a good well, opportunity. You know, and we, we also have um, Southern University Student Media mm. on campus and MassCom too. So, We've had some discussions too. Perfect. It's just a matter of us getting together. Getting um, together. I, yeah, I think I think everybody's kind of kind of safe, uh, are trying to be safe due to COVID right yeah, now. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, I think once that's lifted, I'm probably gonna have to keep people out of here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good problem to have, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so with that stated, you know, there is a there's a lot of things that we discussed, and I was ultimately trying to you know, bring it all the way to show the total sustainable uh, ecosystem that you're providing right now. And I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but one of the biggest things that I really wanted to be able to, you know, hone down on this is, you know, the ability to help the individuals that come to your program obtain jobs in this industry. Do you have any, you know, um, 
uh, perspective thoughts on there? Is that important to you? Do you, are you creating those um, even outside of the college realm? Are you because we know you know you know there's a lot of individuals going straight to you know getting great jobs in this space. You know sometimes not even going to college. You know straight out of high school. Uh, when it comes down to a student that may have the skill set that can go either way, go perform, go work for a Blizzard or a Riot, or that go to Southern U or any other college, what is your pipeline right now to, you know, ensure that that student can get that job? Like, what's something, you know, what's some advice or what's some things that you're working on right now to ensure that? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, just like the relationship we have with Exposure, with your company and, and others I talk to on a, on a regular basis, about how we can, you know, now virtually is, you know, is the thing. It should have been the thing before COVID. Yes. Yeah, how, right. how, yeah, how can we ensure, you know, skill sets and things of, of that nature so the kids can, can, you know, certifications. I'm on the state of Louisiana real hard about, you know, creating an esports track. You know, yeah. um, they have other tracks now, but I, I feel like if they can walk out of here with, with certain certifications, you know, whether it be Adobe, Yes. Uh, any any form of Adobe certification. Yeah, for sure. Or, or, you know, even from a production side, partnering with our local news station, you know, bringing in those producers and, and teaching those skill sets and starting those relationships early. We all yes. know in the professional realm, it's all about having great relationships. It is. And if you have if you have a, a great relationship and an awesome skill set, nine times out of ten, you know, somebody's going to pick you up. So, you yeah. know, it's up to me. To build that ecosystem of partners where you know i could send a kid to do an internship and during the summer where they can further that skill set and, and build those relationships so i'm all for that you know i know i know we live on linkedin right now so anybody wants to reach out reach out you know yes. uh, you know i'm open to it you know for me like danny said before it's it's all about the the, the kids for me it's all about that skill set like i'm content with my with my skill set yeah. You know, I know, I know, you know, I'm going to be okay. It's, yeah. it's about the next generation. For sure. You know, uh, you know, again, we want to see more diversity and inclusion in esports before it becomes the NFL and, and we can't make those type of Perfect. I wouldn't even say, do you have anything else? I'm sure you do. You know, like that, that was like a, <laughs> that's, you know, it's something that we, we feel like we see it and it's, you know, it's not any shade or it's not anything attacked to anybody, but it's something that we see in our communities where if we look at it, we're like, you know, we see NFL, we see NBA, but we also see the ownership. You know, we also yeah. see, you know, it's like, all right, this, this is, this is, this is something that can be obtained too. And I think with esports, I think a lot of us look at it as like, all right, we can figure this out now. We can make yeah. sure that it's uh, beneficial to the individuals that come from our particular geographic locations. And, you know, that's one of those elements where it's like an everyday grind to ensure that we're helping students get that pipeline to success. We're like, just if you do this, do this, do this, you can get there. And uh, I think you hit it on a nail by stating that. So do you have anything else that you would like to provide before we close it on out. Nah, man. You know, you know, you know what? If you get, if you, if you're watching this space and you want to, you want to be in it, um, as far as you know, getting involved or starting your own team or you know, reaching out to people like myself or Danny, like you just, you, you need to just get involved, uh, start communicating. Let people know what your aspirations are, what your skill set is, what your goals are. 
and just go for it, man. Like yeah. just just cop in. Like, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I I, I I was a fan of this industry before just hopping in it. And now I just I'm, I mean I feel like I'm I'm one of the number. And so yeah. uh you're gonna have to put some work in and I was in, you know, my wife is you know, she thinks I'm cheating with esports at this point moment, but <laughs> you know I'm in the same like, boat. <laughs> I'm like, like it's a payoff baby. <laughs> Give me, give me, give me another year or two. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, that's, 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 what, that's what you have to be, man. You have to put in those 10,000 hours, man, and stay yeah. dedicated, man. Anything can happen. That's perfect. That's perfect. Chris, I am, again, appreciative of being able to have this time to be able to speak with you. Your message, your words are so impactful. You know, this podcast is good for the individuals on LinkedIn, but ultimately we push this out on Facebook where there's a community that, mm -hmm. you know, don't have any ideal about esports that are wanting to know information about it. And your words just help someone out there be that much more keen to this industry and helping them navigate it, whether they have a student, whether they have a child, whether they're looking at it from any angle in regards to this industry. So your words are powerful. I just need you to know how powerful your words are and keep pursuing, keep engaging. We're here to help support. We've had many conversations. It's not like I'm never going to hear from you again. We're going to yeah. continuously grow this and we're going to treat this as a marathon. And every day we're putting our front foot up in front of the back and then keep it going in a process. And I thank you so much for being able to be a part of this. Thank you for having me. We are exposure. And this is your pathway to pro.